0: Hello and welcome to DM's Travel Book Club A Guide to the Planes In each episode we explore one of the planes of existence as outlined in the Great Wheel cosmology in the role playing game Dungeons and Dragons Oh my god we are back Yes we are <laughs> We're back for a sneaky, sneaky couple of mini episodes. Uh, Mini, we say in quotation marks. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we're back. We've never done a mini Um,
1: episode of anything, have we? No, I know.
0: (laughs) 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 Prepare for two hours of content. Uh, Hello, my name is Fiona. I'm one part of the DMs Travel Book Club. Uh, My co-host, as always for this whole journey, has been Hamilton. Hey, Hey. hello, Fiona. How are you doing? Uh, well better for talking to you because we've had quite a trip let's say through like all 16 planes they said Mm. it couldn't be done and it has has. (laughs) but it
1: wasn't done well Uh, (laughs) oh not at all i
0: thoroughly enjoyed it and it's nice to see people's reaction to it and how much they're enjoying it and yeah and i kind of like when we got to the end of it i was kind of sad going oh god now what what are we going to do and then you were like
1: there
0: is. That's not <laughs> That's the end. Low, it's not. <laughs> the it's end. loads
1: of planes. There is just. We have just done the Outer Ring. We are now. There's the Outlands, which is what mm-hmm. we're going to be looking at today.
0: Mm-hmm. Potentially.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there yes. is Sigil. And then there's all these inner planes. And there's the Astral Sea. And there's the Ethereal Plane. And the list goes on. And then there's different variations on the wheel cosmology. We could go to the Great Tree cosmology. We could oh. go. We've then got the, the new ones for the fourth and fifth edition. Oh, I think it was third edition when there's the Feywild and the Shadowfell. Yeah. And like yeah. and then the ulti- and then we could do a whole domains of dread one, you know, we could go around them all. Mm.
0: Exactly. Or yeah. you go multiple you start primes. making it, start <laughs> making our own domains of delight as well. That's exactly. Being, uh,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: so We thought, yeah, we'll come back and do a couple Mm. of these episodes. Um, But where best to start? But then the Outlands. So Mm. yes, let's 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 dive right in there. So Hamilton, what is the Outlands for those people who have just come on this journey and gone? Wait, what? There's there's another. There's there's another another plane. plane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, the Outlands is a part of the. uh, Is basically there's a great ring as it's called. We call it the Great Ring cosmology at the beginning of every single one of these episodes. Um, But then. Inside that ring, there is a land, and that landmass is called the Outlands, or the the concordant, the plane of concordant opposition. I had to check that. Yes. Um, And it is actually the only true neutral plane, because there is no true neutral within this great ring. There is the Mm -hmm. chaos. uh, There's the like the ultimate chaos of the of um, limbo, and then you've got the ultimate uh, law. Of uh, Macanus, and you've got the ultimate evil of the Grey Waste, and you've got the ultimate good Mm. of uh, Mount Celestia, and then everything in between. But there's no ultimate neutrality, and that's what the plane of uh, the plane of concordant opposition is, or as as known as the Outlands. And if we that map will hopefully come up, and it looks like a cake. You talked about (laughs) lots of things looking like cakes throughout this whole series. I know. So this actually does look like a cake, and out of this ring. Feeds this cake drips off into the different Mm planes via things known as gate towns, which we'll probably talk about. And in the centre is a huge, towering spire, and then atop that, floating in a Möbius disc, which is a donut that's been if you imagine a donut that has been sort of scooped out, cut like cut the circle where if you've got the circle of a donut ring. And you cut those in half made them like this and then took that shape round Mm -hmm. that is the object that hangs around the top of the spire which is called sigil yes and that is it in a nutshell
0: (laughs) yes yes no and and my my i I love that the inside bit of a donut, whereas i would call it the inside bit of a tire essentially
1: (laughs) oh well yeah yeah that's a really good way of putting it yeah yeah
0: the analogy of that but yes it's such an interesting place because Straight off, and we've said this before about uh, yeah. the planes of conflict, uh, or and all the ones that have more neutrality to them—they're not boring. And it says here quite significantly in this particular book, into this sort of like *Sigil: The Outlands and Beyond* book that uh, that comes with the planescape, planescape setting, it talks about like, oh, it's pure neutral, so nothing happens. Quite the contrary, things yep. happen. If anything, a lot of things happen because as soon as you take one point of view, then somebody else goes, "Well, in order to restore the balance, I must take the other point of view." So there's constantly people taking different points of view or, or having these sort of yep. um, oppositions to each other, and so as a result, I feel like nothing gets done in a sense because it's like, "Oh yes. God, I have to talk to people all about this But it actually, it's, yeah. it's no one's, no one's like not, no one's not involved if you see what i mean so it's described as the wildest weirdest or most hostile plane in the multiverse mm. and thus it makes a good campaign base to start off your uh planescape things and I, that's one yeah. I thing i did want to say in this book in general so sort of a quick overview before we go into the outlands there in this book so that i'm talking about planescape setting book number four sigil mm. and beyond um there's a whole bit at the beginning which talks about how what is a planescape setting and how, yeah. how we would deal with it. And I think that for me, is, it's been really interesting because I hadn't really thought about it. And it talks so much in this book about tone and what to expect and how to set that up and like, how would you do a planescape setting? And it talks about like, when you first start off, maybe they are in Sigil, which I know is not the the focus of this episode, uh, for early levels, and then slowly you go out and then it's the outlands and that's when you're sort of mid-level. And then you go into the different planes. Whereas I know before we were sort of talking about um, you can go into certain levels and be mm. in certain planes etc and i just thought it was just so good because it's just like here's the structure and you as a dm have so much agency it's oh, I, I just i think i just really appreciated it like it was written in such a nice way for me yeah. to, to take it well and just like you don't want a skate is? here it is in the first 10 pages of this little book and just take yeah. that and run with it
1: and those headings are great as well because there's the the two that they stick with is the sense of wonder and the golden glory <laughs> Uh, are the two titles they use for like what's the point uh, for it and the mm. dm's book the dm's uh, guide to the planes which is the the book two i think well, i think book one's the prior, the player's guide yes um in that pack in that sort of uh, in the campaign setting box set mm. it's um it, they are really good and it, it does really explain what the the magic of this setting is and i think we've explained what the planes are and mm-hmm. you're right it doesn't really in those explain i think you get it from reading them is that there is this is extremes yes. and it's and it's philosophical at its root always and mm-hmm. uh, and that's sort of the key sort of theme that runs through it all but like what it is is it's getting your characters to integrate with a really super fantastical world yeah um and the sort of extreme side of of the makeup of a fantasy realm like it's kind of you get behind you literally go behind the curtain of the you know you go out of shot and lord of the rings <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. it's kind of feels like that and how it's actually all put together mm. and um whoever was making it uh, which i think is uh, yeah um i uh zeb I, cook and, i was gonna say it must
0: be a zeb cook book like, yeah, yeah
1: which is the sort of key um People, uh, uh, guy who wrote it, is that that's sort of the what they were obviously going for. This sort of mm. like a really intelligent way of just going through the the yeah behind the curtain. Yeah, and
0: um, I'll, I'll just say as well because this this book, the situation Beyond book that I was reading, so it's split into sort of three big sections. The lay of the land, which sort of does that whole setting up, like what is a planescape uh, campaign and mm. helping out DMs. Then you have the features of the outland, which is I. I think it's one of my focuses on this episode and yeah. then it talks about the doorway sigil and how that you know that this is basically the capital i would say of yeah. the outlands of where that sort of comes into it and then a few like l- little adventure mm-hmm. hooks and some and more importantly a bloody glossary i could have done oh, with yeah. that glossary yeah i know <laughs> really
1: beginning. useful really useful uh, they made no, me really good i was
0: like god damn it <laughs> book four is when we that's the where they put the
1: glossary <laughs> yeah exactly i know it's, it's fine not, it's, it's, quite, quite it's my confusing. own
0: fault for not reading it it's much much sooner but i was a bit like Oh, because I obviously know all these terms now, like Burke and Sod and yeah, exactly, yeah. Because uh, obviously, I'm just like reading it for going. It I is in the I'm player's a
1: handbook as well. There is a it, little glossary of terms as well. As, but
0: as you can tell, I, you <laughs> I haven't read it no, because really I haven't sent
1: thing. it. I haven't asked you to read it for this, so it's fair. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing, and that is the great thing about playing to why I love it is because it, you've just said it has all these themes, it has all these other things, but like uh, that glossary of terms and the the fact that it has its own dialect is so yes. I don't know of any other. I can't think of another TTRPG oh, you would know more so you might have a better better answer that has its own sort of language system and sort of ways of talking and, and colloquialisms I think not, which is kind of fun. Not,
0: not as, I, nothing that comes to the top of my head straight away like this, I'm sure obviously you, we, we definitely covered... Um, campaign settings and definitely we spoke about other RPGs which will have a certain language like glossary so like for example the big one that comes to yeah. mind is like The Lord of the Rings, The One Ring but that's obviously uh, is Tolkien right so that, that's yeah. going to be all these different languages and stuff whereas this feels like it has been written deliberately with this language and I just it's something that again maybe slightly off topic but it reminds me of improv quite a bit when we say okay we the scene is going to be a sci-fi scene and a lot of improvisers who they go, oh, I don't really know much about sci-fi. And it's like, it doesn't matter. You can make up anything. And as long as you're confident with the wording uh, and and you give a little definition to something, it's like, yeah, oh, pass me the solar powered uh, spanner, or, or something much better than that, for example. But like, as long as you're confident in naming yeah. things, mm. then that makes it it feels real. And that's yeah. the same thing with because obviously at first I was like, oh, it's a bit jarring, the Sodden Burke stuff, but then, and the, the clueless and all that sort of thing. But actually, obviously, the more I read it through, it's you just it get ingrained in that culture because like this is this is the language of the world in. Um, mm. The only RPG I can actually think of which is about language is a game called Dialect, where you with a with a couple of people collaborate on creating like a civilization that creates its own language and then how it is lost to time and such so That's to speak cool. it's very cool um yeah i've not played it myself but i was just reading through it the other day so but yeah i think this is it's very unique to this. or it uses it more and more obviously planescape is so vast with all these different books and stuff so maybe it's just we're just more aware of it because it's just in lots of different books so I don't know. yeah i guess so yeah
1: it's yeah well it is great for it and it really brings you in and Mm -hmm. I think um, and as you said that it sort of leads you into the Outlands as a sort of starter guy I think Sigil is a great we will talk about Sigil next and I think you've got to leave that to its own thing and it is a great place to start a campaign Mm -hmm. but it is extreme in itself and is chaotic and it has its own rules and peoples and factions and all this stuff which we have talked about on other programs but um the the thing that that the Outlands does in a really good way is like it's like a tasting menu for all of these elements Mm. um and and I think I think going to Sigil is like when you take your characters to Waterdeep it can be a little bit overwhelming Mm. like this urban environment and that's why you always start in these little host towns don't you Mm. I saw a really great um, meme of uh, you know the little dominoes that go from little to big, and the little one is um, fetch quest, and the end is kill god <laughs> every D <D&D> D <laughs> campaign because it's like you topple those dominoes. And yeah. the Outlands is good because it doesn't mean you have to deal with a lot of the things that if you want your players are coming to Planescape. If you find you go to Sigil, you'll be like, okay, you need to choose a faction, you need to figure out yes. what all these wards are. Whilst you can start in the Outlands, and it looks a bit like. It's just like a forest or it's just mm-hmm. a rolling hills or it's a bit desolate or, or whatever it relates to the, wherever you're near. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to a very simple powers realm, which there are a few powers in this realm, like they're in all other realms. It's mm-hmm. a, similar to that. And sort of start off there or a little host town that relates to something that, that maybe they know, like the, uh, a god of gnomes or... Yeah. Or just a village of petitioners that were lost, or something mm. like that, or just set up camp of neutrality, yeah. and um, and go from there. So yeah, I, um, it's a it's a fun place.
0: And uh, just to quickly, I, I know we've already covered factions in our, uh, yeah. one of our earlier episodes. and stuff, but I think that is something also to mention here. We do cover it a little bit in the travel book club. You know, we're touching it here and mm. there and everything like that, but the thing about Planescape it has this idea obviously it's a sense of wonder as you said but also this idea that core concepts are beliefs, beliefs and that yeah. there are philosophies and I quite like there's a, this, the enthusiasm of factions are philosophers with clubs which yeah. I f-ing love as, yeah. a, as a concept but it, that idea is that you're going to have people who are are going against you because they have different agendas it's not always ah uh, the big band that wants the most money mm. or I want to have power it's I my my, my
1: idea is is the correct idea it's yes. a it's very much yeah and there is a, a an additional rule that you can use in planescape which is using the belief system which is that you mm. give your players sort of inspiration and benefits and boons uh, and there are like uh and they go in two different relate ways one which mm. is sort of just like yeah an inspiration sort of thing and sort of go gaining of ability scores to a certain extent if you want to take it that far or you give them benefits in in game that relate to if they stick to their beliefs whatever you set out their beliefs and when they stray from those beliefs that they set out at the beginning then either they can change their beliefs and you can take them down a new path or you can go along these ways but then also with these factions when we come to them when you join one there are faction benefits and they give you not only sort of Um, uh, benefits in like oh you get access to things you also gain sort of skills and abilities through them and stuff Mm. like that which is kind of interesting
0: yeah Um, and the the other thing i just wanted to quickly mention again i know we're not really talking about islands we're just talking about planescape in general mm. but the um the feel of the setting it, it talks about obviously like you want to make it tangible stuff but then it says that might mean you have to encourage players to role play more and i was like Oh, like like again, a silly moment sort of thing. But like I, from when I've been yeah. reading these planes, I've been seeing them as like, well, there's lots of rules around them and people are like this that, and the other. But it, it, it clearly describes like this is not about beating up gods and taking their job or eliminating all the evil things in and around. Mm. It's not a power trip. No. And you could and and that kind of it was like a big sort of galaxy yeah. brain moment for me because like obviously there's there's so much in these books and so much in all these different planes that like, you could take bits and pieces. But it's just like. Any story is valid, but you might need to encourage them to think outside the uh, yeah. hit and, and stab box. And I was like, whoa, I'd never read that before. in a, I don't know, I made an assumption about older editions, but they're clearly like, yeah. hey, guys, roleplay is important here too.
1: Yeah, so. I know. And 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 there are lots of, we've noticed it throughout the planes, these moments where they've explained ways to adjust your roleplay as well, such mm-hmm. as... the one that comes to mind is arborea where you've got to ham it up you know when you're in arborea or that you might dull it down when you're in um in the gray wastes Mm because you lose your sense of like of life and sort of in uh, bon vivant or whatever it is that sort of like and then and then so uh, and your your alignment changes and alignment is so critical to it so it puts um focus on players to, to uh, think about those things because it is inherent in the setting and then as we said like you're talking about the philosophies when you give yourself these philosophies they're really great when you look at the factions i recommend people to do yeah. that and we you could find our we'll probably get a link to it here somewhere to our factions residual but like, if you choose one of them, like for example, the the first one, the Athar in the list, which is mm. the they believe all gods are are, are just mortals with power, like so, like because they go like wizards, they can cast wish, they can do all these things. Mm. So basically, they're basically demigods. So gods are just mortals with extreme amounts of power, and people believing in them that gives mm. them power, which is, I think D D sort of says is true. Mm. And so their theory is all gods aren't real, and we should all just and they think there is a higher power behind everything mm-hmm. that gives them power. Uh, but it, but you, if you take that as a reality and you, you give that to a player, it's like, that is your belief mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. That gives them something so tangible to sort of like- uh, oh, Jump like, off point. Jump off point. If you're then going around the planes, every time you're going to a, a realm of gods and stuff like that, that is on your mind and a yeah. part of your interaction with them. And so, and to your party members. And so you might have a party member who's a an anarchist, or um, or someone who's a um, a, a or free league, which is similarly like anarchist. But I'm trying to think of another one that's a good one, like the governors, so who are all about law and rules mm. and and finding those. And again, all these things just help to build a character more that helps you than mm. roleplay.
0: Yeah, no, no, I I completely agree. Um, so I guess let's. Well, let's go into the Outlands. Yeah. Where, where should we start? Like, where, where oh would you start God. with the Outlands?
1: Yeah, I know. Where would I start? I start on... Because we've we've gone around the plains, I feel I'd go to the edges, which is the, the ringed edges of the gate towns, in my mm. mind, and then we'll talk about the other yeah. places in between. Does that feel sort of...
0: Perfect. Yeah, fun? that makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you want to... I've got a list here of all of them.
0: Yes, so. I also have those. Well, I want to point yeah. out very quickly yeah. that, Hamilton, you helped me significantly yes. So I was reading this through and I will say sometimes in place it comes to be long lists of stuff and there's like here yeah. are the gate towns but also here's a realm in between and I'm like is that yeah. important? And so I was really <laughs> struggling until you shared with me the uh, player's primer to the, the, uh, the to Planescape, to the Outlands, yeah. which is a audio CD that's mm-hmm. been put on YouTube, I will, put, I will make sure to, we'll have a link in it in the show notes uh, of a very well acted like audio drama, like Presumably, reading out a book of some sort. Yeah. Uh, it feels very much if you. It have reads read- out
1: the book that you can buy the book, or you can so. get the the the. The audio version, which they should do so much more of,
0: yes, or we should uh, just
1: do for them.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So yes, yeah, so, so it is obviously a book. It's very much truncated. A bit of some information about mm. the the different gate towns. So all sixteen of them that it sort of describes, plus obviously the other realms as we're about to talk mm. about. But also, it does it in a way of like here's Mamia, which is a very big. Uh, if you played God of War recently, uh <laughs> big character in that. But also what, this idea of, is, is mm, it? Yeah, yeah, Mamia's like the. Your your helpful person that helps you that just the head on your you've not played God of War it's fine I've not played God of War that's why I'm like they have one because it's
1: if anyone played the Planescape game Planescape mm. Torment game mm-hmm. you had a um, Mamir following you around as a skull that talked to you the whole time how funny yeah, yeah. so it's a key character and also in the caged. Uh, in the Cage the Faces of Sigil book mm. uh, uh, no Uncaged Faces of Sigil that's it sorry that book is presented as loads of different people and one of them you meet is Quernog. Quirnog and you meet her and her Mirmir but the way you meet them is her Mirmir talking about her uh, and that's how they date it to another person and that's then it turns cool. out they're just about to kill them that, that's kind oh, of the story man. it's kind of a really great like way it explains what a Mirmir is and stuff like that that's
0: very so, cool so yeah so there's so Mimir is obviously yeah it's something in the uh, uh, Norse pantheon as well right. it's like the the most okay. intelligent man alive or something like that um, I won't go into too much because that's God of War but mm. essentially for this it talks about uh, obviously Mimir sort of giving out a short guide to those people taking on mm. the Outlands and the Plains and it is just like about 40 tracks or so mm. each about the most is like just under three minutes for me, which is like perfect. Yeah. Uh, could just and it just snatches of information of interviews of someone talking to camera in quotation marks, or literally like uh, we don't have any information about this place because all of our agents uh, have not come back from the Beholder's Lair, uh, and it's got sound effects. It's and it's done as if it's a really good audio drama, and yeah. it's like it's like um. Over, it's like over 25 years old and it sounds yeah. I mean I don't know if they, they must have cleaned it up the YouTube one I was listening to but it sounds really Well, it was good. a CD it really engages <laughs> well, but, it's, but in it, it's 1995 like... it wouldn't surprise me if it yeah wasn't I as.
1: know but it's digital um, there were digital audio tools in those days yeah, that's but, but yeah.
0: it's I so I highly recommend checking it out again we'll put a link in the show notes but it was hmm. just such a really nice contra- uh, like sort of shortened down guide which was actually really entertaining really well put together, really well put together yeah. and I, like you said I really wish more stuff like that would happen. We'll be like, we're going to do a quick audio guide to this, and it's literally short, sharp. You could listen to it in mm. in two hours, as as you said to me off recording. But not one for bedtime listening, because it's a little oh, yeah, bit. yeah, it's
1: got a very freaky voice, and it's kind of like people screaming in the background yeah, and stuff. Yeah,
0: the limbo, because, pandemonium, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Mir- the Mir Mir also uh, exists in the mortuary in yes. Sigil, the famously, this I think this one is the one from the Torment game. And that's probably where they, I think they got the actor who probably did that, I imagine, mm-hmm. to probably do it. Um, yeah. So, and that book is good as well. The book is only 32 pages long. So if you want, if you download it from DM's Guild, you get a copy of the CD audio files as well, I think, somewhere you yeah. can. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Thing.
0: So yeah, that that definitely helped me put into to sort of mm. my brain space about all the different gate towns because yeah. as with all the as with all the sixteen planes as well, sometimes you're like, oh, they seem very similar, but they're not obviously. So I guess that's yeah. not I mean, maybe a very stupid question. Hamilton. was what is a gate town?
1: So oh, okay. So a gate town is the is. Basically, a plane's presence in a physical format, uh, depending on which plane it is, sometimes not so physical. Uh, limbo comes to mind, but um, there is a physical manifestation of each uh, of plane at the uh, on the edge of, of the Outlands, and they are normally towns or, or villages that represent qualities of that town, of that uh, that um, plane they are ruled and and organized in a way that relates to those planes and if they become too much uh in sync with their own plane then they get absorbed by the plane itself and a new gate town builds in its stead um and so that's uh famously famous ones that do fall more readily into their own gate town is uh, the abyss and the more chaotic planes uh because they the, the abyss is always constantly trying to absorb more and more uh, planes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is too chaotic and stuff like that but the in order like we said uh, you said on the the, the plane of neutrality is a lot of these these places have um systems instilled in them which de uh de planify them if that makes sense mm-hmm. so you know some of the ones that are chaotic may have some sort of lawful uh, attitude to them, like a militia in the in the abyss uh, is plain or in auto it, or automata, which is um, the plane uh, the gate town to Makarnas. It has yeah. both. Uh, it has a very structured and uh, organised daytime uh, council and then it has a nighttime council of thieves and chaos chaos that lives in this under city that maintains its presence because it is so ordered above ground and in the daytime that this is the only way that it doesn't get sucked into mecanus mm. and we see that before we mentioned this in other planes that you know planes do this like um the Maustus, uh, from uh, arcadia which because it became too evil, <laughs> it became too lawful, just purely lawful, and therefore yep. switched from Arcadia into Mechanus. And mm-hmm. so it's, um so that's kind of how they, they work. And, and, and each of them have a gateway portal of some description into the plane themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully that was a condensed version of what Yeah, they
0: it was. Yeah, and you're right. It's like all 16 sort of towns, they sort of grow up around mm-hmm. these portals and they take on those aspects of it. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. perfect examples a, of a of the ones or Tommena, uh, that idea of the, yeah the the different orders and stuff like that. And again, it, listening to that uh, player's primer one, it does a really good job of getting that across in under two yeah. minutes, which yes. I really love. Um, and and there's stuff here that I hadn't. We've covered a couple of them, sort of on and off. I think in our uh, guide to the planes mm. previously. Like I definitely remember talking about uh, Bedlam and. Mm-hmm what was the other one i saw um uh, mort. And... like Plade mort and uh yeah and ribcage it was i think we were just about to say that <laughs> I, I definitely i guess ribcage makes more is i think guess more in my memory because obviously everyone talks about the nine hells we've got yeah. descent into avernus all that sort of thing so it's maybe a bit more mm. the head, but i had i'd not heard of some of these other ones like ecstasy yeah uh for uh elysium yeah. um what was the other one that i really cursed liked? Yeah, cursed what Which a great is the name. Kassari
1: one. Um uh, there's I,
0: Excelsior. Was, Excelsior. Uh, yeah, four. I was going to say I was going to say the cursed one. That was that's an interesting one. Again, okay. all of these I guess again it's just ones that pick out of my mind that that mm. one has this like five almost ringed mm. sort of walls or, or sectors in this town yeah. and again very much like Cassari being the prison plane it's like it's very easy to get in but it's very hard to yeah. get out because it's all about being embittered and you want yeah. to you, you're hard done by by the universe Yeah, it's when, filled, waiting to get your revenge
1: yeah it's probably. filled with people waiting to get their revenge so they're the ones that like haven't quite passed into Karseri but they're here because Karseri is where people are put you know yes. uh, when they have been you know like famously named after where they put the the the, um, what were they called the titans Mm yeah uh from in Greek mythology and so and incarceration comes from that and so yeah they that's where people are sort of jailed but this one is where people live who will never go and get their revenge because they never will Mm -hmm. but they will be sitting here sitting in their bile (laughs) basically uh the whole time and just holding a grudge Um, And it's walled and cut cased in black razor vine, which is something that's native to this part of the plane and to Sigil. Um, And there are lots of, this happens a a lots of times, the little moments, and I, I only noticed a couple in this one. But mm-hmm. the Lady of Pain does come up a lot in Planescape as like little hints and nods, and in more of the other sigil books of where she she comes from and what her relationship to, because she because her she didn't actually create sigil, mm-hmm. um, and um, she sort of uh, took it over. But the Razorvine is also a new addition to the city, mm-hmm. uh, which has not always been there. It's never really mentioned, but it's always hinted. And then it also hints that she might have once been the ruler of um uh play uh, not play more play more yes played more yeah yeah the rule of the abyss gate town and then there's the other sense that it's only in cursed that they have the the razor vine and she also creates mazes which remind you and it says carceri reminds you and cursed reminds you of the maze labyrinths that she creates to put people in in that's her sort of imprisonment so there's definitely a relationship and then also to the bladelings, which we find in Pandemonium,
0: I think. Oh my gosh, uh, I
1: can't remember. Or the they in ooh, Archeron? Gosh, no, Archeron. You,
0: you, can't throw, you can't throw something like that at me. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to catch Sorry. this one. <laughs> but there's
1: all these little hints to her relationship to all these other planes at yes. certain moments, and I think it's just kind of worth noting that that was all. Yeah. In no, no, then. absolutely.
0: And also, it's some cracking names for gate oh, towns. I yeah. know but I probably said this, well, but I love that. Yeah. Like, for example, the gate town to Hades, one of the last ones we sort of looked at, yeah. is just called Hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's, again, it's a
1: spiral I, of hopelessness oh, as well into the centre where you then just fall into a well of a well <laughs> of hopelessness. I mean, it's so like on the nose, but it is. Mm it is great and it, it kind of it just um it it just the the mock the what's it they there's a quote in it that's in uh what you got you know what, what what do you got against you know grey burke it's sort of like you know what's wrong with like going from a person called Thingol the mocking <laughs> which is the high cardinal of hopeless <laughs> like uh Aww. what i mean just great names for things isn't it really i don't know
0: yeah Again, so all of these gate towns—they're definitely waste. I mean, it seems very obvious, but yeah, you start your campaign to the mm. to the plains, whether in the gate town, giving you that taste, or even doing like a quick visit to places. Because mm. we've kind of mentioned it a little bit, and I I know we're going to talk about it properly in a uh, mm. one. But it's weirdly both the outlands and are obviously very well connected, but the city was obviously more about the town. But let's talk quickly about some sort of the different portals you can get. Basically, yeah. you get permanent. Temporary mm. and shifting, yeah. And obviously, the permanent ones are obviously are like the gate town ones where you know they are always going to there, they're way which you can get in and out from mm. that same portal. Temporary ones, you can use them like once or twice and then they'll disappear, etc. Best ones, ones for the GM, are the shifting ones, yeah. Okay, you it says like, don't be too evil about it, and you're like, oh, but I will be. Yeah, I idea will will that, you're know, using you're gonna use these, these, you know, you get your gate yeah. keys or whatever, and you're using your mm. thing, and you don't know where you're gonna end up, mm. and so I just think that's again. Any sort of campaign, you 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 stumble into a portal and you don't know where you're going to end yeah. up. Again, it it does it talks about this as the DM's the DM has final say over all these portal things. Yeah. They you know there's nothing about nothing the players can do. It's very interesting in that writing. It goes yeah sure they can do a wish spell, but they're better off just saying I wish to be on this plane yeah. rather than I wish to find the portal. And even then, wishes are obviously tricky at the best of times so i just yeah. thought that was really i just thought that yeah. was really funny because it's like yep the dm gets final say on all these portals uh and well, using you have them to get some places it's way
1: too complicated there is a good opening gambit though which is uh um doors to the unknown is a good um one of the one of the top i think uh adventures to run like straight off the bat mm. or once you've got yourself a hang of your characters have got a hang of uh sigil because it it really integrates you into understanding what the portals are about those because it uses five random portals that only appear at certain periods of time and one of them has just started opening and someone's gone missing down it and so it's all like you know and they all go to five different locations and it gives you just a little bit of a taste of a lot of different places and I think that's a really good adventure if you want to know more about portals and explain those to your players in a really engaging way so that's a a good one
0: where's that one then so what's the name of the two e
1: doors to the unknown it's just one of the i can't remember which number it was uh i do have the book here it uh yeah doors to the unknown is just a two e adventure you can find it on dm's guild it's not too expensive because i think it's quite a small book um it's quite a small adventure guide uh 2626 is the name of the book if anyone wanted to know
0: Yeah, no, I think it's good, because yeah. I think, because this is the thing, like, with all these, these sort of the primers and all that, I mean, there's always good uh, uh, adventure hooks there, and I think that, the, I, I think what I hadn't realized before, is before I'd be like, oh, yes, we'll be on the material plane, but then we'll get to Mechanus, then we'll get to Arboria, mm-hmm. rather than, like, what if you started in the multiverse, what if you started in the Outlands and stuff, so yeah. I'm very much, very keen to be like, how, because I don't know, I've never ran a Planescape setting this is my first proper introduction to it yeah uh until obviously everyone's going to have access to it by the end of this year so to speak yeah. but it, i just i think that's it's really interesting and so i'd love to know how people would do that without overwhelming the players but also like like i said like it's that sort of it's, it talked about it in the sit in the situal book or the Sigil part of this book where it says like it's not sci-fi don't right. introduce guns don't introduce this it is the medieval flavor that just so happens this and having to mm. like think about constantly that the feel and the tone of the story you're telling i haven't seen that previously in fifth edition books obviously i know when you get the adventures and stuff it's like we're going to the fey world and that's what this means but Hmm. like this this whole setting i don't know It just i just was like oh it feels so different and so mm-hmm. interesting as a result and but it, with the very clear tenants because compared to before it's like oh yeah it's in the multiverse this sort of big vacuous like um yeah. concept that marvel is using or um, yeah oh you know doctor strange in the, in the multi you know that that's how i see the multiverse because that's how i've been introduced to it do you see what i mean That sort of concept yeah
1: i think what yeah because when i ran one and there will be probably links here if you want to watch it uh, there was I took my characters to, they were high level though. They started at level, uh, no, they, they were at level five, weren't they? So they were like, They were I mean, 50 right at the beginning, they, they lost, but they were level five to start off. And I took them to the abyss. But the thing that I found with the abyss, that's kind of good. And with all of these is you can just pick a realm, like pick a realm that you want to engage with. Cause you can, mm-hmm. ju- there's so many out there and find one that you think you know Abyss is a great one The Hells is a great one because people know them but if you wanted to go for something like Mechanus or something like that I think people are quite aware of nothing yes. too like I think Pandemonium maybe but Limbo's probably just too esoteric to go to straight oh, away it's,
0: I mean even that the entry for that yeah. on the players one is like yeah. it's completely incomprehensible yeah and exactly like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just don't Yeah, it has emojis in it from the 90s they like yes, there you go I know
0: that's that made great. me laugh so much when I was reading yeah. that yeah I was like
1: that's pretty cool so um, so yeah, I recommend that as a good way of like going. Putting if you want to go down that route of the you're in some peril, and mm. Sigil is the is now the the route, the only way at home. You know, like gives mm. gives give Sigil this little thing in the future. If they're not going to be from it, like it, I quite like that way of doing it. Like, okay, you've got to the first thing you've got to do is get to Sigil and get mm. safe because the whole point is you can tell them the planes are dangerous. The planes are all bloody dangerous. Get to safety and then and then you could start a campaign from there instead of like here's Sigil here's everything here's the whole yes. thing it's like here's one here's your, your, your town your you know your mm-hmm. starting adventure which is a realm they've been all teleported by someone mm-hmm. to this random realm somewhere or mm-hmm. something along those lines and then take them to Sigil and then go from there I think is yes. a, a fun way of doing it um, personally but yeah. do it how you like
0: Oh, of course yeah as always do it this way or not that, that's or out of my oh, timeline <laughs> But obviously, there are other realms and other places other than the sixteen yeah. gate towns. Um, I, I'll tell you straight off the bat what. Or I, actually, no, Hamilton. Which one do you think is my favourite one that's been sort of described, or one that you would think oh. I enjoy?
1: Actually, um, I, it, my my proper best is Islas scenes, scenes, which is the oh, is the mine you know?
0: because <laughs> I know yeah. you too well. The caverns well. of thought. Yes, yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yes. The Ilse scenes, yeah, the God of the yeah. Mind Players realm. This loath, this idea that it's all caverns and stuff, and then yeah. there's a mindless drone. And the further you go in, the more it echoes, and then eventually you just get taken over. I'm just like, yep, tick. Fiona' favorite place. They'll never go to it. It's my favorite place. Well, absolutely.
1: you can end up in it so, like, so by accident. You know, if you're in the Dwarven Mountain, which is nearby, which is the realm of mm. uh, of the neutral uh, gods of the the dwarves you can end up so easily just wandering down and mm. losing your mind, literally and phys- f- figuratively, to this thing. But, but what I love about it is that, like, but there's a reason to get in the centre. There is a yes. reason to go there, which mm. is if you want to know anything, anything about anything, because they have access to all thought, that you can just, if you can get to the middle and survive all of the horrors yeah. and speak to this this uh, elder illithid, brain, elder yeah. brain, you, and convince them to give you the answer.
0: I, I don't know. But your chances are getting very, very yeah, slim. Yeah, it's very
1: much... <laughs> and, and also, it says no one ever leaves there without what? being, um, you know, t- affected in some way by yes. it. And it sounds so... Um, yeah it's a really great set it's really it great
0: talks game. about so the, that that sort of sort of realm effect obviously this idea of the psionic waves sort of the headaches and stuff like that. they call it's just called the brain burn condition and i'm like what a great name i i'm always feel like that's a really cool like someone's thought about that this idea that it just hurts so much that it's burning your brain from the inside out so yes that, i would <laughs> say that is my favorite realm that i was like yeah I quite like this one yeah. <laughs> so i'll take that um, I also quite liked um, the Court of Light. This yeah. idea of the the free faced queen of the I'm going to say this wrong now, but it's the snakes, isn't it? The Na- nagas. Naga, it's, yeah. And it's just, oh, it's very interesting. The nagas mm. in general are super scary. I find like I was just like, oh, no, thank you. But this 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 condition that that they have of like we want any, you know, they're trying to improve people so they come here you know the, the, your, your people will come here or go in, the thing, and they go we've yeah. got to improve you in some way we are got to make you better uh, and that scares me like because yeah. uh, what, what if I'm perfectly happy the way I am <laughs> you know yeah. oh no I'm not my best self oh god
1: <laughs> it's very and, true and it's like um the, the other thing that it has it, it, I like about it is um the wording it uses that all relates to these things like mm. you know about improving it says it's nested in like the uh, the Court of Light's got three clear areas which are nested like stacking dolls and yes. then it's got like the inside the loom so it's like it's all about making and creating and I don't know it's kind of it's got really great um yeah it's a really fun little place I I, I can imagine that was one of the others I, another one I was thought you might have liked was Gesenmenids mm-hmm. because because it's got beholders in it, really. And I, I mean, me. I mean, I
0: thought I thought it might have been a bit too obvious, but yes, I do <laughs> love a good beholder.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have a lot yeah. of information about it because um, that's well, the funny joke people, about people
0: it. Don't, people don't come, yeah. People don't come back from that. No. Um, uh, yeah, I quite like that. And actually, you, you said it's this idea of the loom and then the hall of tests again Ooh. in the palace. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. yes. No, the, no, 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 because that's the thing. Because you go into yeah. it, and each of these rooms are the, all the fears and expectations of those who go there. So instantly, I'm like okay, we're going to have a big reflective episode, everyone. You're a shit. You're a shit. You're a shit. (laughs) You're
1: all shit. No, but the other great... I
0: love how it's like the test
1: one time could be like to prove your might and the other time might be to walk away from a fight you can't handle. Like, and you don't know what the test is and if you fail, you... you fail and you can and you won't and it's it's really you can really play with your players there and uh i think that's yeah it's a really great yeah it's a more interesting palace of judgment than the oh, palace of judgment, judgment.
0: <laughs> yeah no, it's a bit like uh, I read this is it like, no hate no sympathy only judgment a place of waiting yeah it's like god oh, that sounds weird. so yeah so people will it's, go um, yeah people uh people who have passed on will go here to be reassign various things and there's mm. so much paperwork it feels very yeah. much like Macanus in a way there's all that talk yeah. about paperwork etc but here it's just processing it's so, um oh.
1: it's uh what's his name uh, uh say his name into a mirror and he appears but not Candyman the other one uh Beetlejuice
0: okay <laughs> just like, Beetlejuice I'm, it's Beetlejuice like, when Mary? they're waiting
1: with the <laughs> yes, with their yes, little yeah. with you the are 1572
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm thinking Vogon Bogons and uh, uh, Douglas uh, yeah. Adams stuff, you know, getting the administration so, because yeah. it's, again, in that little entry in the primer. it just says like, oh, you filled in the form wrong that's another 16 months of waiting and you're just there going, what? Oh, but it doesn't doesn't surprise me uh, someone going that? through lots oh.
1: Oh, I heard a story the other day about um, in 40k that uh, because 40k has, the Imperium has this huge, um, the, what's it called, the uh, administratum, Mm. because it is so large and huge, people queue in queues to get to the front of the queue, and they have generations that wait in the queue. Mm. So it's so big that people are born and die in the queue. So they live in order just to, like... Get something organised, like it. That's what it states. Like that so is so miserable
0: making. Oh, I can't. Remember. That sounds awful And imagine if doing. you like
1: get to the end and it's like what are close to the day Then <laughs> <And>
0: you're like, <laughs> sixteen
1: <laughs> generations.
0: <laughs> I mean, but it doesn't. I mean, I. I we're both British people. We know what yes. it's like to queue. Yep. I'm just thinking of obviously recently we had uh, the Queen pass, mm. and the people were queuing all the way to yeah. the Thames. You know, uh, people were saying it's so important we have. I to find understand. it weird that other
1: places don't queue though.
0: Like, how do you yeah. organise a line? I think I, you I told think me maybe, about a
1: buffet at once. You did tell me about oh, your buffet. well,
0: we don't we, we don't talk about that buffet. Incident. We don't talk about the buffet. <laughs> <That's incident>. Terrible.
1: <laughs> so bridged of us.
0: I, I wonder. I just wonder if that's because maybe the the other places we're thinking of they're much bigger, so they have cars, mm. and so they queue in their cars instead. I don't know, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah queuing, queuing to get into festivals, queuing for toilets, yeah. queuing, and you just, oh, just getting into enough.
1: Glastonbury. Oh my gosh, I remember oh, doing no. that.
0: I mean, I, I remember Leeds of Reading Festival and I'm just saying, I'm yeah. never again. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> I might as well home, just climb the wall. Watch it on TV. It's
1: more fun to go <laughs> wait in a, to, to see if I get caught by a police person than it is to wait in this damn queue. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. So those 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 are some of the realms. <laughs> some of the realms. <laughs> again,
0: I, and as as you've said, there's not much. In, there's like some really. Yeah. Sometimes there's lots of information. Sometimes there's very mm. little. So it, obviously it leaves room for you as a DM to come up with your own realms. So there's definitely mm. one. I think I, again can't remember it off the top of my head now. Which just said mm. it's a forgotten realm and no one's ever been able to find it. But mm. if they do this thing is there Um, well i
1: have a duty always to mention dragons so i've got to mention the the mausoleum chronepsis i also again there can be a link here to another game that i did this is all you can see i'm very planescape heavy uh is that i did a one shot uh based in the mausoleum chronepsis to get because every is a there's an ever decaying black dragon that uh sits which is also the uh, brother of io and they are actually uh, siblings. Um, one of them is sort of Io, the sort of uh, the, the the two children of Ao, which is the originator of the universe. One, Chronopsis, right. deals in the creation of time, and Io, uh, Io, dealing in the creation of everything else, basically. Yeah. And so, but they are sort of negatives to one another. And not is, an, is an extremely powerful dragon because they are a deity dragon, because they and they hold. In their huge crypt-like mausoleum, mm-hmm. is every single dragon and dragonborn's uh, uh, life force is expressed mm-hmm. there as a as a ticking uh, sand time, but, and it's kind of like oh so dark souls. It's like uh, it's so cool. It's such a great this whole city of is yes, more. Lex- yeah, city, yeah, exactly. It's this city of ruined temples just filled with these hourglasses. And there are petitioners. Uh, it doesn't talk so much about it in this one, but I've read a bit more about it. But there are petitioners to um, and cult the Dragon, like people who live, who go there and visit, but not many. And um, basically a dead town, but it's a great, cool setting. And if you want to see people in there, you can go find that. <laughs> you, but it's a really cool yeah. place. I love it.
0: You know, you know, I was just—I just literally looked down at my notes, and you know, I said there was a, a, the hidden realm, uh, or mm. what, you know, there's like a realm that's hidden. But yeah. It's just called the hidden realm, so don't—don't yeah. <laughs> don't get too excited by it. Don't get too—it's hidden, but no sort of seems to find it. But yeah, that that of the yeah. one is so interesting. I, I as soon as you said mm. dark souls, I'm like, of course, you know, Elden yeah. ring, all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, so really bring in that sort of. Yeah. It, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. So yeah, some really really interesting uh, mm. realms there that you can take inspiration from, change around and stuff. And I, and I just thought, yeah, they're just really interesting. Those combined with the gate towns, so you can have a lot of time, fun just hopping between them, and yeah. you know, eventually getting to Sigil Because let's—we've not really mentioned it, but let's talk about the sort of geography of yeah. the Outlands, mm. and this, and within that, ties into the magical conditions, I'd say, as well. Yeah. So this idea, like again, I was not aware of this at all, and it, I love this idea that the further out you are from the center. Uh, the more access to magic you have because the further you go in magic is limited or reduced or there's a buffer way. so where you are right at the center can't get to sigil by the way you have to find a portal to get in there but that's where it is nullified all magic everything like that even deity powers don't have magic at the center so that's where you can go and negotiate and talk um and i thought that was such an interesting concept the, the issue being in the sense of like to get there you have to drop off at the nearest like ring essentially and then make your way in so it could yeah. be days or weeks before you actually get to that centre which sounds like a slog to be honest it with, really but it's does. just but it sound, it's it makes it makes <laughs> me think of like literally like Again, you think about, it. and the way I always go to the, the US because obviously that's where I'm more familiar with like the Great plains, just in vastness, these yeah. beaut- just bits of beauty, but just no. But it does mention nervous. that. No, that's
1: what it says. It does mention it in that. It says it reminds you potentially of a pl- something that's known as the Large Plains or something. It goes something <laughs> of that name <laughs> on the one of the Prime Worlds, and so that's what it sort of impl- implies that that is the centre, mm. and that's where gods go to to um, to uh, to parley. Yes. Because they could not like hurt one another in those places, mm-hmm. and I love the little extra thing—the um, the wizard walking castles—because wizards l- want to be only in a ring. So when you're a wizard that's only got fifth level spells, why would you want to exist anywhere where you can, when people can cast sixth level spells because they'd be better than you? Mm-hmm. So you just stay, but then as you gain magical proficiency, you get your castle and walk it into the next ring, <laughs> and if the ring shifts and changes as it does because mm-hmm. power. Grow and gate towns disappear off into the void. You need to be able to oh Crap! Now I, there's someone coming after me, quickly get my wizard castle over the line back into the safety of a, the fourth or fifth ring or wherever you are.
0: That's so funny. It reminds me very much of a similar, uh, an RPG called Colossal, which is uh, yes. a similar, you know, similar thing to you. I think, did I send that to you? I can't remember. There's like, yes, little rooks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, mm. similar sort of thing. Less that like you're walking around in them, more that like you're fighting those big, very yeah. much Elden Ring style uh, monsters, but exactly, in a like, QC yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. I just love that idea that you just you look out and you just see a castle and like, oh shit! And they walks back, it runs away <laughs> from you. Fuck! <laughs> <Walk, walk. laughs> it's a powerful wizard. Run away!
1: <laughs> it's so good. But,
0: but I again, I guess compared to like previous planes, obviously, which had sort of blanket conditions, mm. this is the I, I know there's a couple of planes which have like depending on the town, perhaps and depending on the de- deity's influence, then that changes certain uh to but here the fact that it, it's all-encompassing, this idea of that it is yeah. these onion layers that you slowly go in, and you don't yeah. know until you try, and then you go, shit, 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 just yeah. like fuck, I've, I don't have it, get back, yeah. get back. <laughs>
1: uh, it's very true, and it's it's and it's and it again it goes that is up to the um, it shifts and change, and it's up to the DM where that is. So you can just bring it on your players as and when mm. you so wish, what level layer you think you're in, you can't really tell without. Actually trying, uh, which is kind of fun. Um yeah.
0: And but also just again as I mentioned to it, it's like it's because sigil is a separate to this, spells do work there. It's just at yeah. this base of the spire and stuff like that. And as I said, but like, you can't get to sigil from the base. So you imagine yeah. you get all that way, you're like, sorry mate, you gotta go around, you gotta get a portal from one of the mm. gate towns and, and get and you're just like what oh my god like i that's something that i would do that's a sort of muck up that i would make going to somewhere going there's no trains to no trains to london (laughs) you gotta go via reading or something for fuck's sake
1: yeah we've all been there Uh, yeah we've (laughs)
0: all been there Mm -hmm. um but then also again we've sort of we sort of not danced around it but this idea of balance Mm. as well this idea that you do something you have to do something else to sort of Retain that balance because of the idea of uh, neutrality. So this idea of like magic stuff. So like for example, divination magic, if you're trying to find out information. You have to reveal a secret of your set, of your own in order yeah. to, to divine to something work. new.
1: Yeah, no, I really like that as a magical condition. It's really I've, good. And again,
0: a great one for role play as well, because mm. I just can imagine just going, oh shit, what haven't I said anything? What haven't I revealed? Um, I don't know. I I I, I, I ate the, of the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Ask somebody else. Um, yeah. And oh, this, the, this is the other one I thought was really interesting the uh, elemental uh, uh, conjuring ones, mm. whereby if you wanted to get a certain power out, you've got to do a different spell to get the actual one out. So, like, if you want fire, you're like, okay, water and then fire. And that's, I just was like, oh yeah. my god, just the amount of stuff on that. Again, very, yes. very cool, very, very flavorsome. I just thought yeah. it was really cool. The uh, elemental conjurings of that.
1: No, I really like it, and it again, it just plays on that whole theme of, as you said, with the with uh, making everything neutral, and 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 we kind of we did say it at the beginning, but I think that yeah, that expounds, doesn't it, as you said, to the fact that again, reminding people that thing people will will inevitably want to readdress this balance. So if you do something that is overtly in one direction or another, or affecting a will in one way or the other on some place. Someone out there is going to want to undo that effect. And so I think that's something really fun for GMs to take on board. I
0: was just about to say that um, whilst you obviously you were fixing out you think, but uh, one of my favorite things is that, you know, not every place on the plane can be mapped or named, such as Forest, darker than the last one we were in. Uh, <laughs> that feels very much a Fiona naming yeah. convention. <laughs> I like that as well,
1: though. It's kind of cool.
0: The next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, mm. following on from that idea of the spell keys and the, and the magic and stuff, I just want to, because I, I haven't heard of this phrase before, and I know it's because I don't, I'm not as au fait with second edition and, and, and um, Planescape, but this idea of an energy plane and a sh- obviously a shadow plane. So he hmm. talks about like, to get to the energy uh, plane, it requires like the life or, or sort of the resurrection hmm. of a, a, a bug or a worm and the energy one, oh no, no, the ob- opposite, other way around, so the death of a bug to go to the yeah. energy plane. And then the- Yeah life so what is what is an energy plane i don't know what that is if you see I think they,
1: oh yeah i mentioned these off podcast i was thinking mm. like, i did mention these to you recently but i remember why i don't, I don't I, remember I, I don't remember that anyways but <laughs> I, I think i talked about because the inner planes are different again uh than they are in the, in the current day setting i think i don't know if they are the same i can't remember off the top of the head i think but it's much sure. more it's much more spherical and mm. so you have the you have uh earth wind water fire is your mm-hmm. basic four elements you then also have positive and negative energy planes mm-hmm. which are positive being sort of ultimate radiance and negative yes. being ultimate necromancy and like the, the negation of things mm-hmm. and what you then have in that sort of sphere is you have the demi planes of like between water and wind for example which is called mist i think it's, and yeah
0: fog or something yeah,
1: yeah fog and then you've got but then if you take water and positive you get um uh mist i think that might be it and then water and negative and you get like sludge or something oh, hey, ice I... ice that's it ice yeah, yeah. I, and then that, you that's get, just me assuming and you get um uh, so when you get air and positive it's lightning and when you get <gasps> air and negative, it's uh, smoke or something. Or smog or oh, something like smoke. I can't, yeah, and then you get fire. and I can't remember. But anyway, they all re- I'd have to find them out. They yeah, yeah, no, will appreciate- do I just, these because sp- they're also Yeah, I did crazy. spring that on
0: you, but I just thought to myself, I've heard you talk about it, but I yeah. don't remember. So, so that's, yeah, so, that's, that's what that's, they are. I, but I love that idea because, again, I know with 5th edition and going forward to D&D mm. in general, that, that obviously we're like possibly mm. smoothing down and getting rid of some things. Like, I, I don't think energy plane... Surely, surely the shadow well, plane is... That's shadow the thing, belt, because right? the
1: shadow plane was a subsection of the negative energy plane. Now, what right, happened in D&D is that uh, the negative energy plane and the spell plague, I think it was, mm-hmm. split off from the positive energy plane and the positive energy plane as well, all sort of merged, mm. weirdly, with the realm of reality to create the Feywild and the Shadowfell. Mm -hmm. And there was some other plane as well that merged with them, I can't remember what it was, that sort of all whipped up and created these mirrors of the reality we live in and there was no longer a positive energy plane or a negative energy plane as such. They just sort of spread out into the multiverse Mm -hmm. And created their own. It sort of became one with everything else, and I think that's what it is. Very
0: cool. I,
1: I, you, someone do some checks.
0: I, yeah. I again, like I said, I wasn't ready for that. Sorry, I know. I'm like, oh, Um, but yeah. Again, I know it's something that we talk. We're gonna go Mm. into anyway. I just thought that was really interesting because again, this, I hadn't. Again, I hadn't considered it, and that idea Mm. of positivity positivity and negativity again that feels very mm. much my vibe and doing stuff with that so i just thought yeah that sounds really cool and i'd like to do stuff on that so
1: yeah i think we should definitely go to the inner planes they are yeah. weirder and crazier i've only read them in the dm's
0: edition yeah. the, you
1: know, the dm's um guide to the planes that comes with planescape does go into each of them and talks mm-hmm. about them to a certain extent and there are some there are some crazy exciting things to do in all of them mm-hmm. um and they've and there are the negative energy plane i think the only people that are there are the the um the bleak cabal i think are there because they just like to be moody and hang out there and they've like created their own realm within there that can just exist momentarily and then it sort of starts to decay and they have to build new ones but it's kind of there's some really cool places and um there are there are deities in these as well so yeah, yeah i think worth worth a trip
0: Definitely, and I guess the final thing is sort of—I was going to say—in terms of like petitioners as well. Obviously, mm. we've talked about how there's no such thing as a neutral petitioner because they're always going to like have an opinion or get involved yeah. in some way. But also this idea that the powers, the deities, can sort of come and go in the outlands. Mm. You can't get into Sigil, which again we'll come into when we talk yes. about that but like you could literally go in, up and meet an, a deity or they, they appear they're not yeah. removed they're not like some sort of concept unless they wish to be no they could literally they could be literally walking down the street and you bump into them and it's just it's almost like celebrity sighting isn't it like <laughs> in London you're like oh my god I saw Ben Whitshaw in a press <laughs> <laughs> did you <laughs> yes I did, that's my, I own, did. As, that's my only thing to that's my only one to claim I've not everyone else I've seen on the, obviously, on the stage and that's it
1: <laughs> oh really I yeah. Thinking, yeah I think yeah. the one that I've done in London that I always remember I've met a few I've just randomly, but the, in my adult life, was Jarvis Cocker at a mm. traffic light.
0: Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> there you go. Wait, were you? Wait, were you next to him? Like, walking yeah. And in we were car? going.
1: I was. I was with. I was with uh, about eight people going on our small teams. Cre- Christmas do, and we all were talking like, should we invite him? And he then walked away and didn't wait for the lights. <laughs> oh no. He didn't even want to oh, wait for the light because he obviously heard us talking. He when oh, no.
0: fuck these weirdos! I'm it's going. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, gutted that's absolutely
1: gutted <laughs> so I was like I should fucking ask him because what's the harm like what come for it, a dinner with us
0: yeah, yeah. and he goes no <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it, but, that's still, but if he uh, says
1: yes then what, of, what is, is,
0: oh very cool <laughs> uh, but I guess on top of that with the sort of going back around to the petitioner stuff obviously mm. there's that sort of talk back and forth of it, but obviously don't ask too much of folks similarly we talked about that balance stuff mm. that they're like oh, you have to pay back that balance in some way like So, I love this little line it talks about. So, suddenly, like a petition might come up to you and offer you some advice or or give out or cut prices in a market store without any explanation. And that's because they're trying to balance it out somewhere. I just thought that's really cool. Um, But then it talks about this idea of like, is the price worth the risk of something? Because obviously, you might pay them for their services to take you somewhere, but then they suddenly might just go, I'm done now. I have to go back and redress the balance in some way. I just thought. That's such a cool yeah. little moment that, again, for your NPCs, you'll have to have that in the back of your mind, that they they, just suddenly might just go, and enough of this, and just, I don't like you anymore, because they're yeah. having to redress that balance. It's just so interesting.
1: There is interesting in the book thing as well, which says about, like, don't rely too heavily on these um, mm. petitioners because your players will become, could become, like, uh, too overly invested or too, like, leaning too heavily on them. And so use this waywardness to, to offset that balance and sort of keep know, so, them away from them as much and yeah. it was kind of really interesting sort of just as someone who overdoes NPCs it's uh, a really Hey,
0: we're, we're both NPC club aren't we? Like we yeah. create a character and then you're like they'll never be seen again and then they're dro- brought along for the ride Yeah, exactly. so this, this is perfect, I think I'd use mm. this in general just like, uh, I've had enough of you why? Off. Don't worry Bye. Not off by, I'm going on the Concordant Express you know that sort of thing <laughs>
1: I'm so glad that exists now.
0: I know. I love that idea. That again, now
1: exists, literally must do, in all Planescape. It's the I best thing.
0: I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So we'd, obviously, again, we might not have come to this just yet, but we've got the, uh, 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 the Keys to the Golden Vault. Yeah. That is in, it appears, in one of the missions. It does. Uh, so I highly recommend checking that out, because, uh, yeah, Concord Express, going through the different planes, and then, obviously, through the Outlands mm. as well. Very, very cool. <sighs>
1: Any, anything wow. else
0: you want to ask about or talk about in the album? Oh. I
1: think-, I think that the the doc the book that we talked about in the audio C D and the, mm-hmm. the YouTube link there is pretty much what you need to do oh, if you want to get agreed. into depth of, on all of those different gate towns. So we haven't mm-hmm. really gone into them exactly into their politics as much as we have in other places. I think in the other realms, there's the the Celtic realms of yep. Turnitagog.
0: Yeah, I was going to attempt.
1: Yeah, but yeah, there's the Celtic realms, which are uh, interesting as well to investigate. But um, not, you know, not, I don't think there's anything in the in the Outlands that is that, El- that we haven't mentioned that is extremely like we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing to remember and to remind people is like this is your place to make your own as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the gate towns are your really key critical things, yeah. and I really recommend listening to that to that yeah. thing or maybe. You know, or, or getting a hold of the book uh, and having a yeah. look through them. Uh, but yeah, that's that. I don't really have anything else to say other than yeah. go and have a lot of fun in the Outlands, and I look forward to talking about yeah. Sigil.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. No, I and I, that's the thing. I think we've kind of hit home. Like, yeah, because I didn't necessarily want to go into every single sixteen towns worth. Because yeah unless you you're uh, you're going right planescape we're going through every single plane yeah it's a lot of information Whereas you should pick the gates that that all the planes that interest you and then look at those gate towns and obviously they're greatly named they've uh, said, they're a beautiful taster into Mm. um what 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 possibilities there could be and yeah i honestly that that audio completely changed my life (laughs) which i know know sounds very dramatic and very sort of like what's she on about but honestly i i just turned me around to be like oh audio cds of like soundscapes and and discussions like that when it's not somebody reading reading out the stuff Mm. as beautiful as a
1: a directed audio experience Yeah, yeah i'm totally i mean fiona yeah what do you want to do
0: We're going to have to set up a whole studio, though. Yeah, and we're going to have to do this whole... We're going to have have to get Taylor, Chloe, get them all in, you know, all other friends. The
1: Uncaged Faces of Sigil, I would love to do that, because that one has a lot of, like, scripted elements in it, and you could use that to create the Faces of Sigil. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's... Or doing... um, If you do the Guide to Sigil as a tout... Maybe we'll mm. do
0: that. <laughs> I don't know if we got the time. And we but, do not have time. But uh, we can but just but do it, right? <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. but yes, but where next, Hamilton? What is our well, what's our next stop on but, our, our continued journey of the Travel Book Club?
1: We're gonna go. We've gone from the outside to the mi- to the center to the to, to, to the middle to now <laughs> yes. to the center, and we're gonna go up the top of the spire and into the donut slash tire uh, <laughs> that is the cage. Uh, as it's known sigil the lady of pain's uh domain that she rules with incredible different uh creatures such as daboos which are new to the setting which look very much like the grinch if you've ever seen that
0: i thought so i was like i'm sure i've heard of these creatures they look like
1: they look like the grinch they they're really interesting they speak in um i've forgotten the name of the rebuses rebuses which is a language of pictorial language so when you see like um boat minus t so it means bow and oh. so it's like a picture of a boat minus a t and then it will be like a wheel uh but like we and then it'll have a wheel apostrophe so it means we all for example oh or something like that like a wheel halfway through so it's like bow we all or something like that. anyway it's very crazy they're very cool uh it's got wards it's got links it's got it's the city of doors it's got and it's got access to all of the planes it has yeah. Everything. It's, it's amazing. very,
0: it's very cool. I'm really looking forward to it because again, this is my first time reading it. It's the first time I've actually read about the Lady of Pain. I've only ever gone off what you've told me about her. She's fucking cool. <laughs> she's pretty fucking cool.
1: You <laughs> do like, not mess with her because no. she has killed literal gods yeah, to get she, where she is.
0: It is basically in my head. She just, she's, she is Hellraiser. She is. She's yeah. like, we will tear your soul apart. Yeah. Uh, she she is. is so badass and she yeah.
1: literally has Asmodeus weak at the knees because she is because. more powerful than anyone yeah. is she is... the ruler of the universe
0: I've, I've, I guess, <laughs> yeah. yes probably from your point of view <laughs> but yes well until next time folks mm. thank you so much for joining us we are here we have done 16 uh, planes yeah. if you if you enjoyed this and gone what are the other planes they're talking about so please yeah. go check them out they're, they're available both on YouTube and on our podcast uh, we've also got our sibling show the DM's book club which is again is just a sort of general you want to talk about some D&D we talk about some D&D we talk about topics as small as like stat blocks all the way up to like big campaign mm. settings and of course we have to plug our other show the GM's book club if you're like we don't Don't do any D and D. We just want role playing games. Mm. I mean, we've talked about the Wandering. We've talked about uh, Blade Runner. It's it's a great time in role playing games. So go check those shows out. You could literally be everywhere.
1: Planescape doesn't actually need to be in D and D. You could take all of these planes, and the fact that it relates to all prime material worlds, this could just be your somewhere you take any of our players from Pathfinder from anywhere. I think. Uh, I I see why not.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Create your own stuff essentially and then use yeah. the Planescape stuff. But until next time, folks, thank you so much and we'll see you on, in, the, flip, on well, the flip on the on flip on the flip side. On the flip side of the donut slash tire. See you in sigil. See you in sigil. <laughs>